What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode 288. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trev. We're hanging out with a crowd of ridiculous celebrities without them. If we watched the, the Weird Al movie. Yes. Not the movie we thought we'd get, uh, but the movie I'm glad we got. I've, yeah, I was. I did, did a little looking around, watched some interviews. He also uh, Weird Al recently did a podcast with Bill Maher. It's pretty good. Bill Maher's got this new podcast too called the Random Nightclub or Bar. He's got like a bar is, in his house where he used to hang out just, with his friends. They just kind of sit so around it, and talk. Is it just more conversation pieces? Than yeah, political. But like, dude, he's had like, Chevy Chase, Kid Rock, Weird Al. Like, hmm. he's getting some good guests, dude, and like. Just a little, uh, a little Daryl Hall everybody. from Hall and Oates. And it's just them sitting in a room and they're alone. There's no crew. He said he finds it easier to What's talk that? if like there's no one there watching. Do you you know, everybody's remember, in the next room. But You, you guys remember those interviews? I, I, I hate that I can't remember the guy's name. But he had a similar format. Like He would make like a drink and he'd interview the guy. And they'd just be sitting at a bar and they're just like sipping drinks, talking yeah, about. I can't you know, remember his name, but I know you're talking about. Well, I, I, the the interview I remember to mine is uh, he he did one with Robert Kirkman. Yeah, it was just a few years into The Walking Dead, right when it was like fever pitch, you know. But the uh, this movie's based on a funnier dive video, is what I was getting at. Uh, it was a skit. You can go online and watch. It's ten years old. Weird, you know that part that Weird Al plays the manager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the skit when he comes in there and he's trying to get a contract. That's the whole skit. This whole right. movie is based off that one scene. I mean, it's sold, man. The funnier guy, guy, they sat down, wrote it, did it. and But he talked about it. He was like, he asked him, he's like, is it on Netflix? And he laughed. He's like, because Bill Maher doesn't know anything about your shit. I don't care who you yeah. are. He just gets shit wrong. And people are always like, okay. uh, You know, normally <laughs> you do your little research on people. <laughs> yeah, talk right. to them, but but uh, I think he does it on purpose. But um, it's his between two ferns. Yeah, moment. he's like it's on Roku. He's like me and this guy that did this the video at Funny or Die. He's a great guy. I can't remember his name. Uh, we sat down. This is what Weird Al said. We sat down. We watched this video. Made it. You know, we we write it. He'd been wanting to make it for years. The other guy, and Weird Al was finally like, "All right, let's do it." But let's like really go for it. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's got to be weird. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it was. But the reason he was all right, he's like, it's on Roku and it's just free. You can just watch it for free on Roku. And he right. said that I kind of like that better. That kind of made me want to do it more because my first movie didn't do so well. Right. I did it like eighty, you know, in the eighties or maybe seventies. What was that? But anyone, anyone who's anyone now can, it's a can look classic. back at you. You can look back on UHF and even for its oddity. I mean, dude, it's got it's it's got some gold in there. That's why. What, what yeah. do you expect? But from Weird Al, it better be weird, you know. <laughs> but yeah, based I mean, on a thing. Something I've always was thought was interesting about Weird Al was how how famously not famous he is. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's got you know, a net worth like sixty million. Oh yeah, That's I mean, crazy. He, I mean, the, the weird Al Bart been was a kick. real he's thing. He's been doing it since the seventies, almost like. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, yeah, it's just it's 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 strange how, you know, you, no one really talks about him any anymore, like as far as the general audiences. Yeah, but yep. it, 
there's just I don't know. There, it's like, well, whenever he drops a banger, it gets acknowledged, yeah. and then everybody just goes back to their life. Oh, I well, love he's been just spook. touring with those songs for. I, he tours his, six months out of the year. I loved his spoof of uh, Royals by Lord, where it was yeah. aluminum foil. Foil, yeah. Uh, that was that was pretty aluminum good. Foil. Yeah. I like I like how they went. It was very Dewey Cox. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I love that. And it's it make it takes it to the next level whenever it's like Weird Al is real. Like he exists. Yeah, like this is a real yeah, this is a real motherfucker. Well remember yeah. when we watched the trailer, I was like, I didn't know he banged Madonna. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do y'all, yeah. do y'all know why he did that with Madonna in the movie like that? Have y'all seen the Madonna interview? Huh. Back in the day, Weird Al did a spoof where he took an interview that Madonna did. I'd have been around that time, the way she was dressed, you know, material girl. Yeah. He took like an MTV interview with her or something. And he, he was like one of the first people that replaced the other person. It was like he was asking questions. <laughs> okay. He All edited right. that himself and put it out there. Wow. So there's a whole interview online. It's like seven, ten minutes, something like this. It's, it's not that long, but. He's asking her like ridiculous questions. She's like, "Yeah, you know, you know." They're like serious answers. <laughs> He's one of the first people to kind of do that, really. Like, right? I mean, it was a long time ago. I mean, honestly, my my favorite part of the movie had to be he's sitting with Madonna at a uh, at the dinner table, and the guy's like, "You got a phone call, Mr. Al," and he goes to it. It's the record producer going, "I thought I should be the one to tell you this." But Michael Jackson's just released a song. Oh, yeah. And it sounds an <laughs> awful lot like Eat It. Because there's just been this whole spoof of him being like, I'm only re- releasing original content. Yeah. And I, I love that. How that, they that, flip that. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Even to the point where when, when he's on stage and they go to do the change, and they're like, here, put the jacket on. He goes, I'm not wearing that jacket. Yeah. That is a Michael Jackson jacket. Well, I refuse to wear it. I'm like, well, like Weird Al's type of comedy, especially the funnier die guy being involved, but it's like, like Weird Al didn't catch up to the world. The world finally caught up to his shit. Yeah, Absolutely. for sure. You know what I mean? Just yeah. weirdness and yeah, comedy well, now. Can we can we argue that Al Yankovic is absolutely America's like he's like a fusion of no of no Howard Howard and Vincent from the Mighty Boosh. I hate that I'm I'm missing their 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 actual names right now, but it's like he was doing Boosh shit before that was the thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, With an accordion like, too, like he yeah, pulled well, off an accordion, y'all. Think about that. Well, well, you take that and then you take absurdist style comedy, and I mean, dude, it sells itself. Yeah. And the, how they leaned into it. The polka party? I can't be caught polka. in a polka party. <laughs> I can't be caught in a polka, polka. Yeah. I mean. He pulls that thing out and fucking shreds on it. Dude, what's funny yeah. they're like, when they would ask him, I'm not sure why why they picked uh, Daniel Rafkoff to play me. I don't know. He don't, His face, I don't know. Dude, he's kind of got the nose, the, like young yeah. Weird Al. Yeah. yeah he really pulled sure. it off. The hair wasn't the right curly, but. Yeah. It's close enough. Like Weird Al gets perms, you know. Yeah. Ooh, I think the toast is done. Yeah, the toast is done. How cool was that? <laughs> I like the way they shot it. Yeah. 
them in the bathroom recording well, the way that shit. it was looking into it it would get close to his face and then look at the other and look back at the yeah. end and he's looking around like wait a minute i just figured well, something I, out and something i thought was clever was how they managed to like how they how they would how something would happen to lead into the next scene and that scene would be like a time jump yeah like i, I mean it's 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 basically the entire movie's transitions where it's like you know how famous are you? And he, you know, he, he he mails it, and then the same day it's playing on the radio. Different that, that it goes straight to them being in front of the record producer. Like just those little, just little details that would bleed into the next scene and 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 keep the pacing going. Yeah, because you know the events of the movie, in a weird way, no pun intended, cover large swaths of time in Yankovic's career. Because even though it's not obviously, it's not. Full autobiographical, yeah. But like, it, does it still hits. Some. It hit. It hit. It hits yeah. the beats of his career, which is still very clever because we yeah. still don't necessarily know a lot about Al's personal life, and I mean, all the better on him for keeping it that way for so yeah. long. And I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure if one were to dig deep enough, you know, you could find all those all that information that you want, be, be it Wikipedia or whatever, but. For a long-standing comedian such as him, you know he's kept he's kept his art and art, you know, his personal life and his art relatively separate. Oh yeah, yeah. He said he doesn't talk about politics. He asked him on that Bill Maher was like, "Do you talk about politics? Are you do you care about politics?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm in, I'm in it, but I don't. It's public. I don't do that. It's private. Like, yeah, no one knows. You Google it, you won't know. Like, yeah." Good That's the way him, you man. do that, man. You don't want to yeah. lose half your fan base just because you said fucking you like one color over another. You know, by color I mean red and blue. Yeah, <laughs> not, uh, yeah, not people. Clarify that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, clarify uh, real quick. Yeah, I, there's really you don't know nothing about. It. There's there's certain celebrities now. You know, you just don't know nothing about that. Like Quentin yeah. Tarantino, you don't know a lot about his personal life. Life, yeah, like same with uh, same with Henry Cavill, and, and they're pretty good about that. Yeah, like yeah. But the it's called the Weird Al story, so it's a biopic, you know, kind of. Yeah. But it, they they painted a story. But what I was gonna say was, I almost forgot it. Like the every time we watch one of these biopics, like music, you know, whatever. Yeah. E- each one that we end up liking, it's because they kind of do it a certain way. You kind of gotta have a. Yeah. You know, the Elvis movie didn't really have a thing, but like the the Elton movie had one. You know, the Queen movie, like the, how they change this one. It's like, I don't just do it just a straight story, you know, like do something, yeah. some special. They were like, oh, well, just, it's like hearsay. Yeah. Rumors. Yeah. Like ridiculous shit that probably happened. Rain Wilson, <laughs> dude. Dr. Demento. That fucking, standing there with that hat. At one point, was he in his underwear wearing that shit? It was yeah. like, what is he doing? They did that LSD. <laughs> this guacamole tastes funny. It's like, oh. <laughs> oh, it's got tons of LSD in it. It's yeah. like, what? I don't want to be high right now. It's like, mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. But yeah, man, I enjoyed what they did with it. And I would love to see more. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, and them, him going out the way that he did, that kind of finalized, you know, it's just, it's so, it was great. 
they're like, we're not sequelizing it. Fuck it. I mean, they could, I guess, but I wonder what Madonna's thoughts on <laughs> how she was portrayed. I bet she probably didn't give a shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because it's so over the fucking top, you know, yeah. Madonna. She's probably just out. happy that her name's being mentioned. You know, yeah, exactly. Have y'all seen her lately? Yeah. Did you see her licking out of that uh, dog bull water on Instagram? No. Recently posted a picture, dude, and she was like licking water out of a dog bowl or something. I mean, like and a, a close up of her, like on her on the floor, like licking, drinking food out of a fucking dog bowl. Jesus. And it's like, what are you doing? Attention. Yeah. Well, hey, weird out. She wanted to get weird, I guess, you know? Yeah, right. Nah, man, it was fucking, it was great. Yeah. It's like, whenever the record exec calls him, though, and it's like, he wrote a song about food. It's like, nah, it's about like starting a fight or not fighting. <laughs> no, I don't really know. It's yeah. something about fighting, but it's completely different. That shit was so fucking funny, man. Fucking what's his name? I, Forte? Yeah. He Forte, fucking nailed dude. it. Yeah. He does that character so well, like, just, you know, asshole. Yeah. It's like, I got like something. He said to you say. could stay, but you can't stay. You gotta go, you know? Yeah. God damn, it was funny. It was, man. I, I could see myself watching this again. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. In a minute, you know? It was just. It was a pleasant surprise. It was goofy, fun, interesting. I like the direction they took it. The whole Amish paradise, the thing with his dad. It's like the doors thing. The factory you do to the doors thing. Yeah, don't forget that. He's like, you want me to pull it out? (laughs) (laughs) I'll pull it out. Well, of course, you got to have that dad too, man. Every one of us got that, dude. It's like, it's the Dewey Cox, the wrong kid died, dad. Like, yeah. You can't make it in this world. Yeah. <laughs> he do, he's chugging liquor. Yeah. Okay. You know, we fucking boom, pull boom, it boom, out. Boom, boom, yeah. The lights went down. He was, I knew when it started doing it, he had leather pants. Yeah. yeah. No shirt. I was like, oh, God. This is and hilarious. Then, and how he popped up. And had the, he was smiling with that equipment they tackled him. He's like, "What? You pull it out? Oh, if you ask me to pull it out, it's fucking genius, dude. What's funny? It's such a subtle fucking thing, man. But like the people that got it, got it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, oh my god." <laughs> I loved it, man. I'm giving it a star. Yeah. Let me pull it out. Yeah, it gets a full star. Uh, yeah. For sure. It. it gets the and, coveted real estate golden accordion. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Radcliffe killed it, man. Great casting. Uh, Wolfman Jack. Oh. Jack Black playing Wolfman Jack was fucking genius. Uh, Just wish it would have been longer. Yeah, right. He was in there I like a split it. second. Like, yeah. P- the guy that played Pee Wee Herman was great. Yeah. Alice Cooper, fucking like, I'm, I want to hang out at those parties. You know, <laughs> there's some interesting shit happening here. So, but yeah, full star, man. Andor. Oh, yeah. Man, this episode was fucking really good. Yeah, dude. It keeps uh, getting better and better. Yeah. I uh, caught up. 
It's it's better, right? Uh, that fucking speech homeboy gives at the end of this episode. Yeah, like, this, yeah. The how good did his speech? voice sound over that? Yeah, because it had more bass in it when he was talking. Yeah. And it was like, oh. Um, I think he says something to the effect where he's like, "I've made my inner self a sunless space." Yeah. I was like, "Dude, like that whole fucking speech, man, was was meant." Yeah, it was. And that prison was fucking crazy. Yeah. And tip of the hat to Circus's performance is that fucking warden character guard power up guy. Yeah, because once because once fucking once Andor breaks the mold with him, like the rest of the episode, he's just like, fuck, I don't know what the fuck we did. What? He's just like, we fight. Just <laughs> <laughs> he's equally discombobulated. No man, it was it was fantastic, <laughs> like really, really, really well done, and it's gotten better and better and better as the. I, I will say it's went from on a scale of one to ten, it's went from a three to about a five. Yeah, I like the political stuff that they're doing. Like I, you know the the spies and the espionage. Yeah. And like we finally get to see who the fucking rat is. Fucking rat. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I mean the, uh, I mean, of course that. Of course, that moment, that 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 gap of time when the Republic is becoming the Empire. Uh, of course, it's going to be sticky tape. Of course, it's not going to be a clean like. All right, guess we're the fucking Empire now, guys. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, and and with the type of resistance, and I mean, it's born out of a galactic civil war. So war's already happening. There's already conflict. There's already shit going down it's just you know a mass reconfiguration of what group of shady assholes is working for which side now yeah it's uh, it's developed into and then whenever he gets to the thing oh. and it's like i can't swim it it's like heart. god <laughs> damn dude. He, got, he went what and someone yeah. pushed him off like he could have been yeah. like he would have been like come with me dude there's no way out of lift. I'd be like, "Come on, dude! I got one arm." Like, like Caesar, you swimming the day, buddy? Come on! Like, dude, the look on his face too. Yeah. The uh, dude, the the fucking skyward shot of that prison while they're yeah. swimming. I bet he'll show up somewhere later. Oh yeah, I bet he's coming back. There's no way. I want. Like, they'll run into each other. He'll be like, "Oh God, you got out!" And they'll be like friends. You know, truly. Yeah. Yeah. With a Blade Runner trench coat and a blaster stepping out of the shadows, like you thought I, I drowned, didn't you? And it's like, no, we didn't. Didn't see a body. Yeah. It was. It's. It's been good though, man. I've. I agree with what y'all said though. It did get better. Yeah. It did. It just had a slow start. Yeah. Very slow start, but it's like, picking up. The type of slow start that you that you hear from your grandparents when they're Wait. like, when we were kids, we walked to the school with no shoes, and you're like, what's, that's a slow start. 
What's funny though was what if they made it six seasons? I mean, six episodes, and then we were like, man, they just kind of rushed through everything. Why didn't they really expand yeah. on some stuff? <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's twelve episodes it's, uh, is a lot of TV. But yeah, it's like, like well, when we we've, we've mean, said it a lot in in the course of the podcast, but cutting the chuff up. Like it's 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 one thing to get a little fact in it. Yeah, let that camera linger for a second. Let's see this motherfucker show a grimace. That's fine. But like, let's do that every single goddamn episode. There was also like, in those first no couple episodes, there was a lot of walking to places. Yeah, we did a lot of walking. Like my legs were tired. You know. Well, yeah. Well, Kind of like when I, I, I'm not sure which McFarlane show it was, but they were making fun of Star Trek where they're like, walk with me. And the camera's just panning with them as they're <laughs> like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and they're just going over all the bullshit. Kind of like with Andor. It's like, yeah. what do you know about the resistance? Walk with me. And they're going down the fucking alleyways. You have to keep moving in this line of work. It's been yeah, good, though, man. It has been good. I hope Circus got to show back up, man. That character's too yeah. genius to not bring back. Well, you know? I mean, dude, we got to, I mean, I mean, we got to get snow. Well, like, oh, we finally ran into a character I care about. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Now I'm interested in, like, I know Andrew's yeah, going to die later, but yeah. now it, what it's doing is it's, it, you remember before we're like, why? We don't give a fuck about him. There's nobody there that, yeah. none of these other actors were like, you know what I mean? Other than, yeah. The old guy, but I mean, anybody can do that, you know? Because that's that's still the hardest part for for me with this show is that I do not give a flying fuck about casting Andor. I mean, the actor does well in the role, and you know, he was good in Rogue One and all that shit. But like, in terms of like, it's really hard, and it's not just his character; it's so many other characters from other stories and all that shit. When you already know where the journey's headed, mm-hmm. the destination doesn't matter. No matter how much that's like, it's supposed to be the other way around. It's like it's not about the end; it is about the journey. No, it's no, it's not. Like when 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 it's the kind of ending that Cassian is a part of. Yeah, that you can't you can't be you can't enjoy the fucking roses for that trip. Right. Roses smell smell like poo poo poo. I mean, let's see. We got what three episodes left? I, I think, think. It's two. That was ten. Okay, so oh. we'll see a culmination of this. No wonder they went ahead and signed it on for another season oh, yeah. because, like, there we're not even anywhere near wrapping up some of this shit. But you know? now we know a lot of people. Yeah, oh, we yeah. got a lot of irons in the fire. You know. Yeah. So we're going into the the ne- yeah, we're going into the next season hot, dude. Yeah. This is why I'm. Hot. I mean, drama's setting up everywhere. Yeah, home planet. Well, it would be scenes, cool. Like, it would be very cool to see this show, as far as what its narrative is trying to tell, outside of just the journey of Andor, is seeing how the Empire getting what they need to start building the Death Star or Death Stars was a very not i mean of course it was a daunting task think of the level of resources needed to build those both of them yeah and 
just the hassle of trying to get those resources off of planets that don't fucking want you there. Yeah, right. And I don't know. I feel like that's going to be a very big to do with this show because I'm still I'm still convinced that those those strip mines, like uh, uh, Andor's homeworld, I feel like it's going to build to where it's one little link to to like the the Jedi type shit going on. Is yeah. that it's going to be the planet where they harvest the massive kyber crystals used to power those Death Stars. Right. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes, though. I mean, it's it's really turned around and been something that I've been enjoying watching week to week, so we shall see. We shall see. So, question. Are we even going to bother with Rings of Power? I don't know what that is. What are y'all talking about? Lord of the Rings. Oh, on the like show? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you already watched some of it? I've only watched the pilot. Yeah. But you were like, I'm not watching any more of that. <laughs> are we going to watch it? Well, I mean... I don't know. I mean, if y'all are interested, I, I mean, I'll I'll tough through it. But I was just, just once again, just thought I'd ask. I mean, I'm down to watch whatever. I haven't watched Game of Thrones. I haven't watched that. I haven't watched. There's so much stuff. So anything, I'm DT Dubs, you know? Because uh, I think we're going to have a break here between uh, Star Wars and Marvel properties as far as like streaming series right so i think we got a break coming up i don't remember if anything has been announced or what it was so you know um not that it's necessarily something i'm wanting us to watch i mean because it's only four minutes so it's something that i'll probably just watch on my own at some point but um i saw on twitter uh, a few weeks ago, the studio Ghibli <clears throat> had posted an image of like Baby Yoda, like a little, a crazy, little, almost like a cave drawing type thing. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> so I, you know, I, a lot of people were commenting and everything, being like, you know, what are they doing? What you know? What's you know? Oh my God! You know, G- Studio Ghibli is going to do a Star Wars property, which I, I mean, that's pretty awesome. They're one of the most you know renowned. Uh, animation studios and uh anyways uh i saw recently they've uploaded a four minute short of uh of an animation that they've made for star wars so i think that's going to be pretty cool yeah no if, if they're getting involved in anything star wars i'm interested to see where that goes because i mean whenever that name is attached to something people noticed you know what i'm saying and to me i think that star wars needs as much goodwill as they could possibly get um i mean i know that the the tv side of the world the serious side of the world is starting to slowly bring people back into favor but like oh you know we'll see away people okay yeah Hell yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, like oh. like they that that like I they're, knew I was they're like, known for what they make. And I go look. I'm like, oh okay. Yeah, they're known for doing very. Well, like, and what's crazy is that 
the the stuff that Ghibli puts out may not necessarily be the most action oriented, you know. Yeah. But yeah. it is definitely like they're they're revered more almost as like works of art. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. So you know, I think that that's a good faith thing for for the studio, um, because that first movie that comes out, that first feature length Star Wars movie that comes out, is going to be very uh, critiqued in a big way because of the reaction to the last film. So, and if you know the 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 cast of individuals that were involved in the series aren't involved in any capacity, then that's going to make that that much worse. So we'll, we'll see how that plays out, but I think that it's a goodwill, good faith thing for a lot of people. So yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. Cause I mean, they, they need, they've got, they've definitely got some trust building uh, ahead of them simply yeah. because like, because whether whether you're on board with the new shit or not, and I'm I'm kind of pick and choose, but you know they're gonna c- continue to carry this stuff in the direction that they want to take it in, and not necessarily with Star Wars, but with any of these properties. You either pay with your Nielsen rating or stream viewing count, whatever. I'll just call it Nielsen rating for that. You either pay with it with that or with your movie stubs and the only way you can enact any kind of change to get what you're wanting from these companies is to let the bullshit tank and throw as much fucking money as you can at the shit that does work you know yeah oh yeah so they need to get some uh some people like james gunn and peter saffron involved in uh over at lucas films you know what i'm saying like i mean you know, i mean in, in reality for fucking you know yeah in, re- in reality we in a perfect world we could clone six million james guns and just be like hey you just control hollywood what we want we'll be able to clone people but at the same time though i at the same time i I would i would fear personally that we would get gun fatigue oh yeah that's why you don't want him in everything yeah because it's him and and takawa tidi they're they're absolutely in the same realm and we've already kind of We've already kind of seen what happens when an, a creator of their caliber can get overindulgent. Because mm-hmm. that's exactly what we got in Love and Thunder, for better or worse. It was a very self-indulgent film for Latiti. And, yeah. you know, Gunn could absolutely do the same thing. He kind of He kind of walks the line with Peacemaker, as good as that show is, but you know, it's almost like you don't want them to be spread so thin because it's like that leaves a room for his crown jewel, which is the Guardians trilogy. You know, he's got he's got one more film, and he's got to stick that landing because one and two were meant. Yeah, well, 
and the Christmas special and the other. So he's got two more on on his plate. But, but in ter- yeah, but in terms of like his main story, like yeah, you know, yeah. volumes one, two, and three of the Guardian movies, like you know, they it, it would just be a shame if something that could have worked brilliantly in volume three got sucked out of it and he just injected it in whatever project he was doing then and there. Right. Well, I think that he's kind of cracked the code a little bit though, you know, because everything that he's had access to that, that gun has tinkered with has always been more B C D tier heroes. And with heroes of that stature, you don't have to live up to everyone's expectations of what they think that that hero should be and represent. For example, Batman, Superman, Captain America, you know, Wonder yeah. Woman. You like you can go through the whole rogues gallery at that point of uh, of different different individuals in the comic book world and say, okay, you know these characters, you know what these characters stand for, and if you don't do something that me as a consumer feels like was the right thing to do with that, then I'm going to be upset by it. Look at Snyder's vision and what Snyder did. You know what I mean? So he has cracked the code where he takes a lot of these minor characters. He um, is very familiar with the source material and he takes their, he takes their positive and negative qualities and runs with them to an utmost crazy extreme. And that is why he's being successful enough. I think that Saffron, on the other hand, is the one that's a little bit more grounded in reality in terms of like how this, you know, how this would affect the overall state of the cinematic universe or whatever. So I think that it's a good back and forth that they have because Gunn tweeted the other day that they're working on doing something with Mr. Terrific. Mr. Terrific is like such a niche fucking character in DC. Yeah. But still a character like that he could do something really, really cool with and something very interesting with. So um like look what he did with Peacemaker. Exactly. You know he, a few years yeah, ago he'd be like, There's gonna be a Peacemaker show? It's like who? Yeah. yeah. Why, why and I mean, so? and that's that that's that's a that's definitely a testament to his genius. Oh, it worked. But um, it's also it's also the safest business decision any person that's involved with comic property right now has probably pulled off because yeah. of the exactly the reasons you just said, Griffin. Like he's not being held to the fire as if he was adapting Superman or Batman. You know, he is taking these 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 characters that might have a following, but it's a very niche following. Yeah. Yeah. And he's taken, he's taken, you know, those, those personality traits and cranking them up to 11 and just running with it. And yeah, I mean, it is, it is the safe bet for him, but it's also the set, the bet that nets him the most fandom and also the most money at the end of the day. So it makes. Oh, I'm sorry. Nah, it's all good. I was just saying it also um it also allows it also allows him to to dabble with being able to create the story he wants to create without being beheld into any strict mm-hmm. fandom, of course. Yeah. But in the same vein, he's also able to show audiences that 
that are coming that that are that are coming from the comic medium that he's at least taking the time to know his source material even if he's a self uh you know a scribe fan himself yeah and you know that type of respect translates from the screen to the audience like it's 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 very front and present and yeah. a lot of people you know just like just like with anything whether you're covering a, a song or or adapting a manga to to something or a comic or a, just a novel or whatever any kind of you know translation the original core fan base is going to be able to call the bullshit when they see it yeah they'll see it coming a mile away and and i think large in part it's obviously why these movies get more pre- these these movies production uh periods get more scrutiny and more coverage than any other sect of hollywood yeah like nobody's nobody's really blowing up twitter or instagram over you know like for instance when channing tatum and uh bullock was filming that that movie the adventure movie where they you know that that's you know movies in that that realm nobody's giving a fuck how that shit's going on behind the scenes because there's nothing to be scrutinized yeah as opposed to even a b or c tier list character that gun has picked up and decided to run with even that though it gets more fucking attention than the other stuff yeah for sure um yeah it's it's because it's just you know like for instance with black adam every like even even to the point where when they were bringing up superman's cameo at uh, in the credits um I mean, it was pretty much at that point, people who were reporting it were like, eh, we don't know, but it probably is at this point. Yeah. Like, it's almost like they're, if you look too hard into the production of these movies, there's not going to be any surprise for you at the theater other than just the polished product, the spectacle. Yeah. There's not going to be a, a narrative journey you go on because you're aware of what the fuck's going to happen during the production and everything. Yeah. Well, and that's why, like, a lot of the movie news and stuff that I pull is, like, either rumors or, you know, things like that where it's like, we don't know, maybe. And that's like that Black Adam stuff. Like, the only reason why I brought any of that Black Adam stuff up was because it kick-started everything else that's been going. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. that's so I try to avoid that as much as possible because I want to experience it. I don't want to be, like, the trailer is enough you know so well i will say that i absolutely participate in the problem i love that shit i love reading stuff i love you know like every like any kind of morsel of how a character might look how they're how they're going to translate the costume you know what what part of canon are they going to extract to to be like hey we're going to patchwork something like i i eat the shit up just like probably millions of other people but I feel like it is worth pointing out that it is a problem in terms of, you know, like you're saying, as a consumer, being able to enjoy a finished product, going in slightly cold, being able to still have a little bit of surprise left for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But speaking of Gun and Saffron, their uh, roadmap details revealed by Warner Brothers Discovery CEO. 
So David Zaslov has revealed details of the new roadmap for DC movies and productions following the appointment of Guardians of the Galaxy and the Suicide Squad director James Gunn and Aquaman producer Peter Safran. Speaking with THR, Zaslov revealed that the creative pair are coming close to an end of planning out this roadmap, which the publication refers to as a Bible and is expected to cover the next decade of the DC Cinematic Universe. I think it's uh I think over the next few years you're going to see a lot of growth and opportunity around DC. There's not going to be four Batmans. And so part of our strategy is drive the hell out of DC, which James and Peter are going to do. I think they're I think they've thrilled the fans. I think they're going to thrill you over a period of time. Aside from hyping up the good work being done by Gunn and Safran, Zaslov suggested that the DC universe will be streamlined, stating that there will not be four Batmans by the end of it all. Currently, the likes of Robert Pattinson, Ben Affleck, and and a returning Michael Keaton are all Batman, with Zaslov's words suggesting that one or more of these Dark Knights will be put out to pasture. Considering that work is currently underway on the Batman 2, with the director Matt Reeves creating his own Batman-centric universe, it is unlikely to be Pattinson's iteration. So they've got the next 10 years almost with the nail in the coffin. We still have uh, the Shazam movie that's coming out. We still have Aquaman that's coming out. Black Adam just came out and they're uh, gearing up to do Wonder Woman 3, possibly Man of Steel 2. So there's a couple of things that we know for certain is coming. Uh, Flash, of course. Uh, uh, Flash. Um but there's several things that we know for certain is coming uh, with all of this. And I'm very, I'm interested to see like, of course, all the stuff that's already done, you know, that there's not going to be a whole lot more done with that, unless there's a couple of things here and there that's going to be changed for like continuity purposes and also the continuation of the cinematic universe. But I'm, I'm excited about that pivot point where like we get, the rest of these flicks released and then it's like okay this is the new dcu this is where gun and saffron has like full imprint on it uh because i think that that's going to be a, a gigantic thing when it comes out I th- and i think that it'll be something very like surprising is going to be that thing i think it'll be something like maybe just a society or some off the wall character almost to an extent. I, that's kind of how I'm looking at it, but I could be surprised and it could be like man of steel two or something like that. You know what I mean? So, but they have a roadmap, so I'm excited to see how that rolls. Oh yeah, they could do if, if with, with, with James Gunn's experience in the cosmic Marvel, it would just, it would just now granted this is this is a far out theory, I guess. But it would be interesting at some point in this the DC universe where they explore how that universe operates. How yeah. there's fifty two and maybe find a way to be like there are now fifty three, including the DC cinematic universe. And you have fifty two worlds all encased within the source wall. And it's literally what the DC universe is, you know, it's just this barrier between existence and nothingness. Right. And 
how that would play into, you know, go really large and be like, all right, here's here's the scope we're working with, guys. Here's our ballpark. And then yo-yo it back in and just kind of, you know, almost like a like metaphorically speaking, like a, like a breathing story where every now and then we'll stretch out into the the crazy space, weird stuff's happening, all of that. And then we'll tone it back down to all right. Well, then here's a centric story about this guy. Here's one about this dude, and still be able to go with that roadmap that they not roadmap, but that plan that they talked about years ago, where they wanted to have more centralized stories, where not everything is part of a massive crossover. They can still do it, but have everything in play to where when it's time for the big event, they can do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, seeing them pull this off successfully is going to be a minor miracle with what's already been filmed, with what's already been established. Uh, they have a lot of work ahead of them. And I think that they're the right people for the job, at least to get it like back on its feet. So, For sure. Next up here, Red State 2 is being planned oh, by Kevin Smith. Uh, that and that's because before we leave DC, I want to address one last thing. I don't know if y'all have seen the news, but our beloved Kevin Conroy, the voice of the oh, Batman, yeah. um, he's he passed away last week. Yeah, man. Um. I know we toss around the term our childhood and so do a lot of people and everything, but I think it's, it, it's a lot deeper meaning when I say that like this man voiced my childhood. Oh yeah. Um, there was the acting of Christopher Reeve, the Superman and the voice of Kevin Conroy as Batman. And yeah. Those were my heroes growing up, and it's a sad day because he was. I mean, think about the the career he had as as Batman. Yeah. Uh, think about so, like like so many people took inspiration from him in the comic world, in the, probably in voice acting and, and all of that, like being able to take a character and make it yours. Yeah. Uh, saw a comment years ago that 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 had it perfect. They're like, you know. Michael Keaton might be the face of Batman, but Kevin Conroy is is his soul. Yeah. Whenever and, I whenever I oh, read Batman, that's the voice in my head. Absolutely, dude. Like my brain tries to recreate Conroy's tenor every time, man. Yeah. Yeah. And meter, I guess. And yeah, I feel like it's it's absolute worth mentioning. And uh we lost uh we lost a very talented uh, individual. Yeah, man. I was genuinely bummed out whenever I saw that news because, like, that guy was doing the voice of Batman since, like, what, 88, 89, 90? 90, I think. Dude, I I can remember so far back as to where I was so little that, like, my mother was alive cooking dinner. Yeah, my father was like classic, like 
yeah. that type of shit. Like everyone's a big happy family. He's coming home from a hard day work, and I fuck it. And like Kevin Conroy's voice was playing in the background of so many instances yeah. of my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I was younger, dude. So yeah, yeah, man. Sorely going to miss hearing him moving forward as Batman. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was one of the great things about when they did those Arkham games. Like, the Arkham games were fantastic. They're very well made, great stories, the whole nine yards. But the one thing that really tied those those games together was Mark Hamill, Kevin Conroy. Absolutely, man. If it wasn't for those, they and because they did one of the games with uh, a different voice actor than Kevin Conroy. Didn't even play it. You know what I mean? Because, like, that's not. But, yeah, that's... like but like you're saying, though, that, like, just those two people alone elevated that game from, yeah, they're good, to this is a fucking Batman game, dude. Yeah. It felt like you were playing. A, a, a car, like a, you were playing an episode of the tele, the, the cartoon. Yeah. Like, like you, you were, you were in a sandbox with the coolest Batman toys ever made. Yeah. Voicing these characters with Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy in your head. Yeah. Genius, man. Like it's a sad day. Uh, I really felt that one in a big way. So. Yeah. Got a lot of, a lot of candle tonight. Yeah, uh, the the bat signal should 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 remain on indefinitely. And all flags yeah. at half staff. Exactly right. Cause that's because see, because that's the Batman that's never coming back. So yeah. Damn. All right, Red State. I don't so, even care now. <laughs> <laughs> so Kevin Smith has plans for further sequels to some of his movies following the release of Clark's three with the filmmaker revealing that he is going to make a follow-up to his 2011 horror outing red state while appearing at a screening of Clark's three in Austin, Texas Smith explained why he has been unable to make red state two until now the good folks at Lionsgate who financed this fucking motion picture they put out Red State on DVD like years ago, and the deal lapsed. And the people that own Red State, the two financiers, financiers uh, weren't from the world of film. One from the world of fashion. One was a Canadian financier, not even in the world of film. So when Lionsgate reached out about renewing, they got no response back from the copyright holders. I could tell them as much as I wanted till I was blue in the face like no renew it but I didn't own it they did so it just fell into a spam folder and fucking fell out of circulation but now following a conversation with Lionsgate um, who's worked with Smith on the third Clerks movie Smith can finally bring Red State 2 back to life uh, because we did this movie we, which is Clerks 3 we were talking to uh, we were talking to go home video Lionsgate, like, hey, man, how come you guys wouldn't re-up Red State with us? And I was like, they still didn't get back to you. Lionsgate goes, no, we've been trying for fucking years, so we put it all back together and shit. And it sounds like it did not take long for Smith to jump on board 
uh, the idea of a sequel to Red State, which finds three teenagers caught in a honey trap. Ooh. The boys f- uh, soon find themselves in the hands of Aben Cooper, a lunatic preacher who spews so much hatred that even neo-Nazis stay away and plans to kill the trio for their sins. They were like, if we do this, would you do it again? And I was like, yeah, in a heartbeat. I mean, obviously Michael Parks is gone, but it's just a story of crazy people with guns and shit like that. As long as I could use John Goodman again, I could make a hundred fucking red state. And I'm like, let's do it. So we're going to make. So, I mean, he's also talking about doing a sequel to Tusk as well. Um, which should be interesting. Uh, but yeah, so red state two may be happening. I mean, he's got a lot of stuff in the pipeline over there, you know, mall rats sequel. Um, see red state, uh, Tusk. There was something else that he was wanting to sequelize too, right? Can't remember what it was. Yeah. But he's got a lot in the pipeline over there, which is good for him. I mean, he's been as busy as ever, and and Clerks 3 was a a masterpiece. So I wouldn't mind watching another Red State. I really like that movie a lot, especially being from an area of the world like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's very interesting to say the least. Like it's very interesting perspective. So next up here, Marvel Studios reportedly blocked Tom Holland Spider-Man from appearing in Venom. So the crossover between the MCU and Sony Spider-Man based universe of villains has been a brief and unstable thing so far. While it has included some good things, Spider-Man No Way Home and the not so good Morbius post credit scene. It is clear that the deal between Marvel Studios and Sony is not currently working out in Sony's favor. As while the Venom movies have done well at the box office, other films are not pulling in the same level of interest. Uh, One reason for this could be that Sony Spider-Man universe does not currently feature its own Spider-Man. That could uh, have been very different with new reports suggesting that Tom Holland's web slinger was blocked from appearing in Venom by Marvel Studios. The Heavy Spoilers YouTube channel detailed reports suggesting that Tom Holland could have been part of Sony's universe much earlier. As his only appearance so far has been nothing more than a than in news reports on a TV at the end of Venom Let There Be Carnage, a scene that should be clarified took place in the MCU after Tom Hardy's Venom was pulled there by Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange's Spider-Man No Way Home spell, it still leaves the question whether there is a Spider-Man in the uh, Sony Spider-Man universe at all. This report, uh, the report claims that Holland was all set to make a cameo appearance in Venom, but Marvel stopped that. It seems though that while Sony was not allowed to take Holland away from the MCU, Kevin Feige was able to leave that little piece of Venom in the MCU after the No Way Home post-credits scene, thanks to the renewed contract between the two studios, which the report says had a stipulation that the franchises connect to the MCU. I think that, I mean, here's the thing. They've got two Spider-Men already over there that they're just not doing anything with. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, and if it's been established and it's kind of always been like, whether it's been acknowledged or not, it's always been kind of known that like, this is separate, you know, this is a separate thing kind of. So like they could have put Garfield or McGuire or, created another version of spider-man like i know that that would be confusing for some fans 
some fan, but I think that people would have been able to understand because look at how successful No Way Home was, and that pulls villains and other versions of Spider-Man into this one world, you know? So, um, I don't, I'm interested to see what they do with Venom 3, especially since they've been teasing like Venom versus Spider-Man type deal, so... think there's some good stuff to to be had there so francis lawrence shares an update on his upcoming bioshock netflix adaptation so francis lawrence has been hard at work on developing the upcoming bioshock adaptation the feature film will be headed to netflix although details surrounding the project are still scarce the director recently sat down with collider sharing his plans for the film and his love for the video games from which the adaptation stems First of all, I think it's one of the best games ever created, Lawrence says. Uh, It's also, I think, one of the most visually unique games ever created. The first two entries in the franchise focused on an underwater city of Rapture, while the third game, Bioshock Infinite, took audiences to the floating city of Columbia. Uh, The set pieces for the upcoming film could act as a character of their own, as the world created by Irrational Games and 2K Games are uh, memorable, to say the least. Lawrence shared a brief update on the progress of Bioshock, saying the project is still in the writing stages at this point. Uh, Michael Green, who wrote Blade Runner 2049, among other things, and who's been a friend of mine for years, he's writing it, and he's in the middle of writing it right now. We already have our take outline and all that, all that kind of stuff, so that's all done. He's now just actually writing. That's why I said it's a real possibility of it being what's next. Uh, Netflix has been successful with video game adaptations, with the latest being Dragon Age Absolution. Series debuts on December the 9th, following the uh, Taventer Empire and the different inhabitants. Castlevania premiered in 2017, running for four seasons with a spinoff, Castlevania Nocturne, expected to arrive on Netflix sometime in 2023. The Witcher, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, and Arcane are just a few more successful video games adaptations <clears throat> for the streaming service while Lawrence hopes to continue when Bioshock arrives. So, I mean, it obviously fans of the game and the dude that's writing it wrote Blade Runner 2049, which was a, a sequel that nobody, that everybody said would never be able to be made, right? Yeah. So it's it's kind of incredible that they've got this dude on board to write this. Uh, And whenever you look at like some of the stuff that he has written here, let's just go through it. The Green Lantern movie from 2011. Uh, But he did write Logan. He wrote Alien Covenant, um, Blade Runner 2049, Murder on the Orient Express, Call of the Wild, American Gods, Jungle Cruise, uh, Death on the Nile. And Gotham. So we'll see. I mean, there's some good ones and some bad ones in there. You know what I mean? Like, but that's that's the sign of a filmmaker that's at least ready to, at least willing to give something a try. And yeah, you know, and if it fails, well, there's another project he can try and learn from his mistakes. Yeah. I mean, with with what he did just on Blade Runner alone, I'm sold, American. You know, and he did Murder on the Orient Express and Death on the Nile. 
which are very similar like stories, right? <laughs> one's on a boat, well, and one's on a train, right? It's well, like I mean, his case of, well, the case of learning from your mistakes and improvement, we're talking about the guy that went from writing Green Lantern to Logan. Yeah. From like commercial back to, back. to fucking Oscar yeah. winning, right? Didn't Logan win some Oscars? I think so. I could I be mean, mistaken. So, but, you know. but yeah, I'm excited. Dude, Bioshock, I recently played through all the Bioshock games. Holy fuck, they're good, man. Like, really fucking good, you know? So, um, I'm super interested to dive into this world. And it sucks. Here's the thing. Since it's in the writing, the writing phase right now, things do have the opportunity to change. I would love to see this come to life as a series. But if it has to be a movie, so be it. But if they start writing it and they're like, wait a minute, this is not going to, this is not going to fly as like just, just a movie. We've got to make, that's what I'm in here for. I really think, I really think infinite would make a great little seven, eight part series. Yeah. There's so much going on in that. Like it just uh, like keep keep it like just just tell the game. Yeah. Like you don't have to you don't have to dive into the the how and why of why chicks opening portals and all that stuff. Just be along for the ride and just let the shock of that story just because that's that 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 game in particular of the Bioshock franchise, that was one of those things where when that game was over, and I know we brought it up in the pod before, but when that game was done, I set the controller down and let the credits roll and just processed what the fuck I just played. Yeah, right. For sure. I mean, they could knock it out where they could do Bioshock and Bioshock 2 as one season. And then they could come in with Bioshock Infinite and let it be its own season. And then if they wanted to take liberties and do their own original Bioshock story, they could because of how everything plays out. You know what I mean? So, well, like, yeah. Well, how, well, kind of how. Well, the reason why I immediately jumped the line up to Infinite was primarily because that particular game's story, its setting, and everything, they could tailor it to where. It has, I mean, it, it has more social relevance. Like you could, you could not necessarily put an agenda. I'm not necessarily saying that, but you could put absolute social commentary to the journey that Booker's taking. Yeah. And just once it goes off the deep end, let it just fucking keep sinking, dude. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, last up here. This is weird. So, Alec Baldwin to sue Rust Crew to clear his name. So the tragic. <laughs> what I gotta I gotta sell I gotta sue their asses so that I can so that I can clear my name so that we yeah. can forget about the fact that you know 
I shot someone in the fucking face, dude. No, he didn't shoot her. The gun did. Oh, yeah. That's Come on, right. Trav. Allegedly. Uh, yeah. I forgot. Guns have a mind of their own. <laughs> so, Alec Baldwin. Each bullet, is, each bullet gives an increased IQ. Yeah. I don't think that defense is going to hold up in court. No. So Alec Baldwin has been the subject of scrutiny since the shooting of Hutchins, which also saw another crew member being injured. Baldwin has always claimed that he was not responsible for the accidental death of the cinematographer as the props were all set up by other people. And he had been relying on those people to do their jobs correctly to ensure everything was safe. I'll touch back on that in a second. In this lawsuit against them, he claims that the innocent, the incident only happened due to their negligence. And as a result, he has suffered immense grief as well as emotional, physical, and financial toll. His attorney wrote, more than anyone else on the, on that set, Baldwin has been wrongfully viewed as the perpetrator, uh, perpetrator of this tragedy. By these cross claims, Baldwin seeks to clear his name and hold cross defendants accountable for their misconduct. Uh, the shooting of Hutchins took place on October 21st, 2021, when during preparation for a scene, Baldwin picked up a Colt 45 revolver, which had been set up by the crew with supposedly dummy rounds. Baldwin was also said to have pulled the hammer back and released it, which had caused the gun to go off, firing the accidentally included live round into Hutchins and director Joel Souza, who was injured in the shoulder. <clears throat> so here's the thing, man. In regardless of what field you're in. Yes. When it comes to safety of Especially yourself. Guns. Yes. Of yourself and the people around you. You can't account for anybody other than yourself. Yeah. So you like I'm trained that whenever I get on a piece of machinery, I make sure that that piece of machinery is functioning correctly so that I don't hurt myself or anybody else while I'm operating that piece of machinery. I have to do a checklist, checks and balances on this stuff to make sure that it is in good operating condition. It doesn't matter if somebody had just got off of it. It doesn't matter if it's been parked all day. It doesn't matter if it just came off the showroom floor. You still have these checks in place in order to maintain your safety and the safety of everyone around you. I'm almost 100% certain that they also go through firearm classes whenever they do film and uh, TV series to know how to properly handle weapons and also how to check those weapons to see if they're actually loaded or not, right? So why didn't he do his checks and balances at that point? Like, you can't be... I understand. You accidentally shot someone. That sucks. You should have checked the gun before you even did the scene, man. That was your fuck-up just as much as everybody else's fuck-up. I mean, Jesus Christ, dude. Well, it seems, it, I feel like there's only two outcomes that Alec Baldwin has out of all of this. Either the most obvious and that, like, man, you're done. You've got, a, you've got some millions. Invest in some real estate to keep some income coming in. 
right off into the sunset, man. It was a good haul. Or if he's going to try to continue being an actor, do what he should have done the past nine, ten months since the event happened. Disappear. Just disappear for a few years. Once again, the motherfucker ain't broke. He's got money. He's got royalties coming in. Just don't work for a while. Let these things happen the way they do. If he has to cough up some cash or do something. I mean, no matter what, it's not bringing that poor person's life back. Like, that's 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 the ultimate truth here. No matter yeah. what happens, that person got shot in the face and they're not coming back. So if he's going to be an actor and return to the, to the stage screen, whatever, again, he needs to let some years pan out and then just start slowly trickling himself in. Yeah. But it's going to be, it's going to be doing shit like this. That's going to constantly keep his name perpetually going. And people are not going to let this get behind them or get behind him and move yeah. on with his life. Because that's really what the only thing that can happen now is he live with the shame of what he did and continue going, or he needs to hang up his hat and find another profession. Yep. I tend to agree, Trav. So it's just so weird that he's like, this fucked me up, so I'm going to sue everybody that was involved. Like, Here's the thing. It's not his responsibility to to find those people at fault. You know what I'm saying? It's not. That's not his responsibility. There's several other people's responsibility to take care of that stuff, not him. Uh, it's, but it's 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 a glaring sign of the narcissism that some of these actors have, and yeah. maybe not maybe not even narcissism. Just the overall disconnect between them and the rest of the world. Yeah. The upper crust, man. Because when you've had, when you have so much money, you live a certain lifestyle for so long. Downgrading? Uh uh. Ain't hat. I mean, sheesh. Like, Alec Baldwin will be like he, he. I'm not gonna say he will. He would probably rather kick the bucket than to than to be scooping ice cream at Baskin Robbins. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the only thing he can really do is just enjoy his fucking fortune and try to move on with his life. Yeah. Because you know, like I mean, I, I'm just talking in circles at this point. But if he keeps if he keeps trying to do these little things, like I'm going to clear my name. Yeah. I'm going to do this. It's just going to keep kicking up. the. It's kicking yeah. up more dust than he thinks it is. Kind of forget about it for a little while. Yeah. yeah. Let it go away. He needs to get to the, the point where when he's on screen, the, some people in the audience is like, who the fuck is Alec Baldwin? And that one old fucker in the chair is going to go, oh, he shot somebody a long, long fucking yeah. time ago. Not only did he shoot somebody, like he was an anti-gun guy. Yeah. And he shot somebody on a oh, set. Oh, man. There used to be this application called Twitter. 
but yeah, yeah, that's all I got. I'm, uh, you know, I'm ready to for the for the thing, dude. I'm ready for the trailers, bro. You know the trailers. We got some good ones here, though. I'm excited. Are you guys ready? Oh, yeah. George and Tammy. Yeah. Mm. Yes, George I'm ready. George and Tammy, Trev. Three, two, one, play. I think they're they're both dead now, so they... Look at this suave motherfucker. I wonder if that's really him. I I hope so. Yeah. Oh, she died in 1998. They've been dead. He's played Elvis. Now he's playing George Jones. Yeah. That Elvis movie is pretty good. I watched it again here a while back. He's going to play a shit fucking drunk, man. Need to slow down. Hell yeah. I look like Walton Goggins. Yeah. Oh, it's a series. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Because I'm like, hey, I'm going to have a hard time cramming this into a movie. I can't wait to hear why lightning. I kind of want to watch that, man. I mean, I'm definitely going to check it out and see what's going on. Yeah. When, uh, that, that, that's going to get that's going to get the Adam dissection. A two four. What uh starts at noon? Yeah, there's something about it. It says A two four. Oh, it's a stream A two four film, yeah. Okay. Okay. Rated R, y'all. It's a red band trailer. Hell Turn yeah. it down. Sexual <laughs> content, new yeah. language and so YouTube loud. titties. Y'all ready? Oh yeah. Three, two, one. I hope there's YouTube titties in it now. I bet they say fuck a lot. <laughs> I just saw A2 form and was like, okay. Mm. It was 15 past 12 when the sun went away. Fucking. Oh, what's her name? 
she was uh once upon a time in Hollywood, the chick in the car. Oh yeah, yeah. That's like Annie McDowell's daughter. You know, from fucking Groundhog Day. Yeah. Kinda looks like her. It does, that hair. Yeah. POV. You're this in a Michael Bay film. This is this is one of those fuck dangerously movies. Like, we're going to do it, but I can't tell you what I do for work. Are you in or are you out? And it cuts to her going, please come back to me. Don't believe him. You're going to get stuck in there. Oh, here's the sex. Oh. Intoxicating thriller. What the fuck? Tire man. What the fuck is (laughs) Betamax doing there? (laughs) You know? Betamax. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Like a tire dude. He's a mascot. They were selling. Oh, that's what it was. Martini's making out masked men. Coming soon. Spanglish. This looks boring as fuck, dude. Yeah, that trailer didn't really hop it up too much. That might be why it's going to Hulu. Yeah. They can't all be bangers. They can't all be wells, Trav. <laughs> Man, sink them. We got fucking John Wick Four. It's got scars going in the It's not like a concept trailer. Like, yeah, right. Y'all yeah, motherfuckers that make concept reload. trailers, stop. Please, yeah. for put the it, love of God, I want stop. YouTube needs to make them put it right in front. Look, of where it says re- the trailer name, you know, where it just right in front of that says like concept trailer. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Don't click look, on that then. Yeah. Look, I respect real. the passion that these motherfuckers have for but the properties the that name. they're doing. But God damn it. Stop it. <laughs> I, like, I just want to smack their hand. When I'm trying to watch trailers and, and find them, it's like, ooh, pull it up. And I'm like, you fucking rickrolled me with this bullshit. Yeah, yeah. right. Come on. But yeah, John Wick. Let's pipe it. Three, two, one, play. Lion Gate. He is that fucking bookie man. I gotta go play Constantine soon, so. <laughs> oh, that fucking scars guard showing up.
He's going to do a high noon duel. I think so. <laughs> John Wick kills an entire city. No, <laughs> he just goes a through the continent. He's like. At chapter four, we're beyond the dog now. Opa Gangnam Style. Epic. I'm going to make a proposition, okay? Uh I've seen the first John Wick, right? I've got the first one on Blu-ray. I really enjoyed it a lot. I haven't seen two or three yet. I think before four comes out, we need to do the full deep dive on the John Wick. Yeah, I'm down to watch them. I've only I've seen I mean, the second one. I've never seen the first one. First one was great, dude. We call the month John Wick Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hell yeah, dude. But I mean, this shit, like, I mean, it's gotten over the top. It was already over the top, but it's gotten to some oh, next dude. level shit. It's at the <laughs> point where Keanu Reeves. Knows gun safety and can run gun drills faster than military yeah, personnel. Yeah. Like, right. he, like that's 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 how that's how far this has gotten. So I mean, we we yeah, we got to do ourselves. So, since it's only three movies in right now, I feel like if we don't get ahead of this, we're never going Look, to. <laughs> I'm listen, and I know. I'm going to call it the Dirt Lord Diligence. But we're coming off that shit into this next one. Dude, <laughs> I'm on. excited about this You don't this want to see trailer, this trailer? Man. I mean, I'm not going to watch the movie, but... I know, but I, like Imagine I said, I, appreci- I oh. appreciate the due diligence. But I'm just saying, like, it's we're going from, we both had a good life. Well, if you notice, I'm already We're going to shoot at each other it. with swords. <laughs> like, Yeah. I was in a fucking uh, taco. Dude, I went to Taco Bell in Milledgeville today, and I was in yeah. there for almost 45 minutes, y'all, before they gave me my food. God, I God. swear to God. Dude, I did those like, videos in there. Look at the time. All of them together. I was sitting there with my the, phone. No headphones. I was just going through there. That's why there were so many, and then I just like trimmed it down when I got home. Did they roll yeah. those burritos with mathematical precision? I don't know what did happened. they pull out a tractor? Like, like, it was crazy. There's a bunch of people sitting in there too, like just just started backing. Dude, it backed up so much they locked the front door. <laughs> they did. Listen, they locked <laughs> And here's the it's thing. Of, no, but here's the thing. People would have to go I swear to God this shit happened, y'all. <laughs> so they they told us when you go out, go out that the front one, you know. The yeah. side door. So that was open. Dude, people will get out and run up to the door and try to open it, and it wouldn't open. They just leave or get in the drive. You know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of them will just leave it. I'm trying to point. I'd see people. I'm like, over there, dude. I got three people in. 
was like, hey, <laughs> over there. The pe- I started the pointing at it. The- yeah. The people behind the counter didn't give a fuck. They didn't give oh, me a cup. Man. And I was like, can I yeah. have a cup? She said, what? <laughs> <laughs> she, said, I have a cup. she said, they will get you a cup. And she went, hey, get oh, what? <laughs> what? Because she was like, wearing the man, you know, there's always one of them in a manager tag. She was in charge of yeah. the, you know. She yeah, said, right. she'll get you a cup. She, then she turned around with, get him a cup. <laughs> Walked away. And she got it, brought it up, and it was like, what just happened? Jesus. All I did was ask for my cup. It came from my meal, dude, which was fifteen dollars. What? Taco Bell? Yeah. Yeah. Ah damn. That's a different podcast, dude, but that shit happened. (laughs) That's so I can't believe they locked the door. (laughs) Yeah, dude. People were just leaving. You guys you guys uh, listeners go check out our other podcast, T Bell and Dude, but people love Taco Bell man because they were it was backed up in there like Chick fil A. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Fuck, dude. But without the strict Christian fucking customer service. <laughs> yeah, the last two times I went there, it was like that. I don't think I'll go back. No. Yeah, Magic Mike. What? Three, two, one, play. <laughs> <laughs> She'll get you one. She'll get you a cup. <laughs> get him a cup. And I'll, it was right there. The lady walked past. She could have turned and handed it to me. Like, just, I don't know. Dude. It's just the principle of yeah. it. He's like, I don't touch the cups. <laughs> I told her when I started working here, I don't touch the cups. Cup phobia. This is a weird matchup, these two. So this is like strip tease. With the dudes. With the dudes. Right. Yeah. Wasn't uh McConaughey? Yeah, he's in the first one, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> the fuck, dude. He was such a good stripper. He gets a show on a famous stage in Paris. Yeah. Anything, I didn't watch the movie, of course, but anything that movie had will be gone with this one. Yeah. People be like, what the fuck is that? (laughs) I want to, I want to recut this trailer and replace the music. I want to be like Magic Mike's last dance in the 90s. And I want the song to be like, This is the rhythm of the night. Yeah. This is. Dude, how many times is Summer High going to straddle this motherfucker in this movie, dude? February. I mean, we, we've definitely got to meet up and go to the theaters, right? <laughs> oh. Hey, you getting our tickets, Griff? 
I'll pay them if 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 you guys show the fuck up, I will pay for y'all tickets. Hey, hey, no, no, hey, I'm an expensive date, bro. You're gonna have to buy me the fucking combo pack. I want to drink popcorn and candy. Shit, like as long as there's no hand jobs, I got you. Hey, man, I'm keeping two seats between us, like <laughs> one for the popcorn, one well, for the I mean, Well, no, well, dude, me and you both have to have that code of plausible deniability, ability, like. Yeah, we rolled up, but like we ain't like this. Ain't we ain't down like that. Yeah, this this is this is the ass end of a bet you coming in on, sir. Like this ain't what you think. You got you got some RDJ here. I, I showed up. I got free. <laughs> be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I showed up. I got free Channing Tate popcorn and some fucking candy, bro. What you doing here? Why are you in this theater? <laughs> like you mm-hmm. know. Have you seen Selma Hawk? Dude, she gets hotter the older she gets. Yeah. I'm here to see Magic Mike and my popcorn bucket has a hole in it. (laughs) I haven't been out in the movies since Wild Wild West. I'm here here for the straddling. There's a lot in the trailer. Yeah, check out my check out my parody band, Straddling Dragons. We do the Imagine Dragons songs. We'll be like, (laughs) sing them. Like Selma Hikes and like the the point of every song. Dude, you just saved it. Like there was, I was listening to a podcast with that crazy name. It was Theo Vine and a Dirty Jobs guy. Yeah, Dirty Jobs guy was talking about having to get the bull sperm. He's like, I had to get down there with a hard hat on, with a helmet on and a cup, and when he jizzed, I had to catch it. And Theo went, uh. Little minion splash down there like a little minion spunk. <laughs> <laughs> Called him a minion spunk. What the fuck? A spunk minion. That's what it was. He's down there like a little spunk minion. <laughs> and I'm like, dude. Crap. Even Mike Rowe was like, if you don't put that on a shirt, you're fucking. T- you need to fire your team. Spunk minion. <laughs> <laughs> All right, RDJ. Three, two, one, play. I would have forgot about that if you hadn't have said that name like that. Spunk minion. I think his dad was a filmmaker.
Yeah, it's depressing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can always do better, but yeah, at some point you gotta. Ooh, Netflix. It's pretty interesting, though. Yeah. Pretty interesting. Have we we haven't? This is a new trailer. Yeah. This is the fucking... Del Toro one, right? Is it? As long as there's not oh, any fish fucking. Oh, the comments oh, have been turned off. Rep-o. Oh, there's gonna be fish fucking grip. Yeah. Well, fish fucking with a long wooden nose. See where I'm going? Yeah. Jolene and the whale. All right, three, two, one, play. Let me see. Oh, God. How many times have you heard that before? An ugly fucking puppet, you know? Everybody's like, it's hideous. I just jump on bait. I'm a, I'm actually a tree spirit. He wouldn't be a good politician. No. <laughs> Unless or, you won't or, build a house. No. Or he'd be a terrific politician. In Pinocchio, don't they uh, round all the little boys up and take them to the island? Yeah. Yeah, they yeah. do. They go to Epstein Island. <laughs> I mean, it's a weird I mean, it's thing not, in a movie. When you see it, not, it's like, that's weird. Like, it's not beat around they the rounded up here. all those little boys. And... Maybe that was their way of telling you that was bad. If you're a kid, yeah. you're like, why are they rounding up boys? Run. I really dig the animation Maybe. style, though. Yeah, it is cool. Be like, yo, pops, how about throwing me a coat of stain on? <laughs> Ooh, what's this thing? I don't remember that in Pokemon. Look at that thing. Why is, why is Tilda Swinton suddenly the woman you call to, like, do some deep shit? Thing look like a fucking Pokemon, dude. Jiminy Cricket. Oh, it's the thing that yeah. blessed the cricket. Okay. See, he's a fucking tree spirit. He's like, we're going to take Pinocchio and we're going to make it pagan as fuck, dude. Oh, it's perfect. Ron Perlman. Eight hey, eight. Hey. Music's a little too much. Yeah. I mean, you're being swept away, bro. The offering? I gotta leave a comment. It's rated R. Why is it not red band? Come on, man. Come on. Drop a dread, drop a dread band. Like, uh, 
I know this is not related to trailers, but uh, my kids in the other room listening to something, but it's playing the Halloween theme. But it's so like like quiet and kind of like I don't know the tones are a little softer or whatever. So I'm just imagining Michael Myers instead of coming at you with a kitchen knife, he's coming at you with like the plastic cutlery you get in like a <laughs> deli. Plastic knife. Yeah. But like he's gonna be hacking for a minute. No, but dude, here you go. It, it's like a plastic knife you get to deli, but it's butcher knife size in his hand. It's like, why is he gonna do it against plastic knife? <laughs> what are you gonna do with that? That'd be funny. <clears throat> Instead of a death scene, it shows him like slamming a loaf of bread really hard on the counter, pulling out a slice, scraping like peanut butter on it very violently. I'm gonna anyway, count it down here. Three, two, one, play. I bet he gets nothing in return for this. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Oh god! What the fuck's he doing? It's only been me and myself since I can remember. Uh oh! Uh oh! Oh, go go sacrifice that baby! Oh man! Oh man. Um. Whoa. Uh. What is that? A juby. Is that Krampus? It's a juby, dude. <laughs> Look at it, dude. It's fucking him up. I want to see whatever that is. It's a Jewish zombie. It's yeah. a juby. Oh, I'm sure it's something out of there. Scriptures. There he is, like. Lol. I mean, I ain't never seen a Jewish. Where's, where's a fucking Cohen brother oh. when you need it? Yeah. Have you seen a serious man? This is what the Dybbuk was doing. The the like the other three quarters of that movie. Mm. You never know, man. <laughs> I mean. Israeli horror? Okay. I'd like to see what that thing looks like. Yeah. I mean, that's a little bit different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know what that is. So, like, hauntings and possession. <laughs> you know. I know one guy that won't be watching it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Kanye West, but. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, I'm not watching that movie. I'm not so watching anything this... ever again. <laughs> So, uh, so this YouTube Christmas special seems weird. Yeah, bloody Christmas. I think it'll be good, man. At least it's not somebody like possessed. 
All right, let's take it out. Three, two, one, play. <laughs> Is it Cyborg Santa? Oh. Man. Shudder. Blood, blood machines made me root for y'all. And then you just shit the bed. You gotta fight the Santa Claus. Okay. Oh, it's gonna be harmonized. Carol of the Bells. Okay, and it's not August Burns Red. I'm down. Gets to the end of the movie, dude. It's Doctor Disrespect. <laughs> I'm that would really be a good digging movie. this. This I'm digging this metal version, dude. Doctor Disrespect needs to make that metal '80s movie like this. Yeah, it's like the Corpse Grinder version. That would be funny. <laughs> we got to find out who got hired to record this. <laughs> Straight up over the top, dude. I'm probably going to watch this whether we do for the pod or not. Oh. I mean, December's coming up. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, it, it's filmed like that old Grindhouse style and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it looks fucking great. I mean, dude, we've got Christmas, Cyborgs, Santa, uh, death metal. What could be better? Tis the season, Trav. <laughs> Tis the season to open windmills. Well, don't get a bang over. Oh. All right, back to the. I dropped the thing in general so I could. The apology? It's got Janine Garofalo. Oh, really? Yeah. Let's see if you she's better sorry. better not cry, goddammit. I don't know. I'll never forgive Scholar for what she did to Walter. Oh, a scholar? Yeah, it is scholar. Oh, I already don't like it then. Yeah, see, <laughs> she's been hurt. She's cursed forever, dude. Yeah, she's forever scholar. Oh, but it's got Daria, so I mean, let's yeah. see what's up. It is Daria? 
La 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 la. Anyway. <laughs> oh, it's just like a Karen mad at the neighbor. Yeah. The whole movie, dramatic movie about she better come over and apologize. Yeah. I had to deal with that today. <laughs> <laughs> I've already lived this movie, yeah. you know. Seen it, it sucked. Yeah, too real, Roy. <laughs> and now the real. only the only movie where Harrison Ford's resting face actually works for him. Nineteen twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> Got Helen Mirren in it. Yeah, I oh, I know. That's is. Bet she's bet she's packing some of that old lady cleavage still. This is for that uh, Yellowstone. Yeah, shit. I kind of figures it's what you call it. Uh, oh, oh, Paramount this is Plus. the. Yeah. So this is the next installment. Well, didn't they do one with? Well, it was eighteen eighty three. Prequel. Yeah, it was yeah. eighteen eighty three. Now there's nineteen twenty three. Okay. Yeah. This Yellowstone shit's getting out of it's hand. Don't out get me wrong. Don't get me wrong, Yellowstone. Well, I like back. Kevin Costner, but I would argue 1883 was the better story. I don't think I've seen it. I do have it. I've been meaning to. Yeah, 1883 mainly just because it had uh, what's his name? He's Kevin in all King. the westerns. Oh, white hair, Sam Elliott. Yeah, because it had oh, Sam Elliott. Sarsaparillo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he plays uh, part of the transport taking these people out west. He, he's the one that's kind of like, hey, if you go that way, you're going to run into these Indians. You go that way, you're going to run into them. Either way, you're fucking dead. So stay with me. Like, hell yeah. Shit, let's peep it. All right, three, two, one, play. Hold on. Hold on. I committed a sin. What happened? Tried to watch it in Discord. Alright. I'm ready. Alright. Three, two, one. Play. I didn't have enough time. Whenever you said that, I was going to leave the Discord call. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have time. No sin is on my pod. <laughs> I feel like I feel like at Paramount there's this this huge binder called the Yellowstone Big Book of Bullshit and it's like got the whole fucking story laid out. I mean, I don't know, man. I just need to get caught up on it. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on. All yeah. the I just all did the because I had hair so okay. in it. To save y'all a lot of fucking time. Yellowstone covers modern day. It's a family having a massive property oh, on some fucking kind of Yellowstone. Land spook, spook yeah, going turf on. war. Yeah, typical fucking like your cows are grazing over fucking so and so's property. Yeah, well I killed him, and now we're trying. You know, they they just are trying to cover up everybody's bullshit. 
these, I've already lived that too. These year <laughs> films and series, the 1883 and 1923, it's just showing their ancestors build that ranch and build that land from the ground up. That's all that shit's doing. Mm-hmm. Like, like just like really hammering in that they were a frontiering generational family. Framery. Framery. <laughs> Sorry. I'm I'd rather I watched Outer was it Outer Range? What was that shit called? Yeah. Outer Range. Outer Range. Watch that instead. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I I really can't wait for season two. It's like a sci fi Yellowstone, dude. You know? So yeah, it's like it's like an episode of the Twilight Zone, man. Yeah. That's what it is. All right. Have y'all yeah, have you this? watched any of it, Griff? No. Adam Tellen. That's yes, that's worth the Google. <laughs> it is worth the Google, man. He won't he won't he won't take my watch word. it all. He'll take yours. If you start, you'll be like, I'll just I'll see y'all later. You can get off yeah. here right now, I'll be like, I can't, I gotta go. Addicted. All right. all right, three, two, one, play. It's like Japanese Power Rangers, dude. I'm sold. Watch it, it gets crazy. I'm already sold American. Like, why didn't G.I. Joe go do something like this? Instead of... The fuck? Yes. You know what I mean? This looks so ridiculous. Yes. Crazy. Damn. Might have a contender for foreign film um, February, you know? I'ma watch that whether we watch it or not. Like that is how you shut your brain off, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like. Oh. And the this first, too, probably. The first superhero pan Indian film. It's only a short clip. But it was so good. Like when I saw it, I was like, yeah, even though it's short, it's still. I can only anticipate what this motherfucker is going to do with this little wooden slingshot. But it's probably going to be slow. (laughs) (laughs) People are probably going to. The the impact's going to cause like (laughs) backflips. It's going to like blow up, you know? Like he's going to have the precision of a. Military trained sniper. Yeah. 
This is probably their version of David and Goliath. All right. Yeah. I mean, three, two, one, play. Prepare yourself for ah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is gonna be the greatest <laughs> chocolate milk commercial ever. Look at him, dude. Watch this. The monkey. I can't. He's going for I the mean, great Deku nut. That's how you hop a trailer up, dude. Yeah. I have no idea what's I going on. The monkey was like, what? <laughs> yeah, wait a minute. I know, Uma. I know, Uma. I know, Uma. Oh. Hell God. Yeah. Bollywood, man. When are we going to start watching some of this shit? <laughs> like, I'm telling you, that's going to, that's. That's going to breathe a whole new life into this shit, I bet man. they got an app on the app store. It's oh, like I have to watch it for any, any movies yet? I ain't dropping a cent oh. on this shit. <laughs> it's like Crunchyroll. Yeah, but oh, I'll watch man. an ad. Dude, they yeah, got tons I'll, of stuff now you yeah, can watch online. Tell me how, tell me how strong it leaves no shit stains in your undies. I'm fine with that for a free yeah. movie. Speaking Probably of movie, what are we watching next I week? think it's the greatest beer run. Ooh. Is it out? Yeah, I'm it's down. Dropped on the <clears throat> eighth. You know what else is available? What? We got we got throw on the list. We got the Aqua Team movie. Is it out? Oh shit. Let's watch it, please. Let's watch it. You want to watch that first? Yes, yes, dear God, yes. <laughs> I'm cool with that. What? I I mean yeah, that trailer was good, dude. Yeah. We I haven't visited the Aqua Team camp in a in a minute. Yeah, man, we gotta we gotta go back, guys. Yeah. That's it. Aqua Team. What's the baby? full name of that movie? Uh, I'll Aqua it Teen out. Hunger Force colon movie. Okay. No, Aqua Teen <laughs> Forever Plantasm. Okay. What a name. Yep. Oh, yeah. All right. Hour and 19 minutes. I just immediately started hearing We Are the Chosen by Unearth in my head. Hakabumba. 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 I want to, like, I want to, like, I want to rhythmically, like, take a staff and just hit the floor, like, Hanauma. Hanauma. All right, checks on the mail. <laughs>